the elephant in the pew. Elephant in the Pew podcast, where they engage in the topics everyone wants to talk about, but nobody wants to discuss. From the Elephant Portable Studio, here are your hosts, Stephen Whitten and Ryan Reggie. Alright, so today I'm going to talk about um, why Ryan is such a cynical person, and I'm just kidding, he's not cynical about something. I'd say cynicism is a lack of self-control, a lack of gentleness, a lack of goodness, a lack of kindness, a lack of patience, a lack of peace, a lack of love, and a lack of joy. <laughs> so. Welcome to the Elephant in the Pew podcast. I'm Stephen Witten. And I'm Ryan Ramsey. Thanks for joining us so much today on the show. We're about to engage the issues that everybody wants to talk about but no one wants to discuss here today. Yeah. And today, I think we're going to talk about cynicism in the church, which, by the way, um, you have two experts right here. We are the king of we cynics. We are the king of cynics, which is not a good thing. No, uh, well, hey, don't ruin the punchline. We're, we're okay. going to get there. Is it a good thing? Maybe it is. We're not sure. Uh, I, uh, you can. Uh, this show is brought to you by ElephantPew.com. You go to ElephantPew.com and find all of our resources uh, as far as links for the sh- on the show that we talk about, and then links to our own personal blogs and podcasts. Actually, today I just posted a new blog on my uh, blog, new article on my blog. So check it out. It's about um, developing your theo- your theology of the Bible, uh, of Scripture, theology of Scripture. So All right. uh, yeah, if you want to an, a good article on that, check it out. It's kind of uh, scholarly. And in a c- probably in a couple of days, that that article may end up on elephantpew.com on the on on the blog. Maybe, Maybe. if Stephen sweet talks me enough, twists my arm, and twists um, contractual obligate. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> he whipped out the contract. Oh, oh my goodness no. gracious! No, I'm just kidding. So, um, but today, uh, our our main topic really it boils down to. Um, uh, I was uh, having a discussion. I can't even remember who I was having a discussion with, but it was a couple weeks ago. I was having a discussion. And we both were just like, well, you know, that's exactly what we were like shrugging off things like that's just that's to be expected. You know, that that's how how that's how the world is. That's how the church is now. And I like started thinking, I'm like, what? No, that's not how it is. That's not how we're supposed to react. Don't be cynical. And so that's kind of can cynicism in the church be destructive? Is it a destructive tool or not? So um, that's where we're going to start with. So there's two things I really want to look at, two angles today. Because I've seen both. So there's cynicism from the church member, church goer, <laughs> church e side. And then the other side, which you may not have seen, but I have seen, well, you've probably seen it, um, is cynicism from church leaders. Yeah, that, that that's where I mainly was oh, okay. going with this. So, yes. Can you tell we don't talk before we do this? We don't. We try not to. It keeps um, our, it keeps keeps it our fresh. conversation fresh. Fresh. New. Unrehearsed. Unrehearsed. <laughs> When we used to Random. do our, when we used to do our elephant the, or our uh, ADD catastrophe, we used to rehearse our conversations. Remember that? Yeah, we did a couple times, and actually, it it didn't help us at all. So I don't know mm, why we did that. Then I would just change. What I was gonna say just to mess yeah. you up. Yep. So the first question really comes is: Does being cynical actually destroy your outlook on the church? We'll just start with the church. I would say no. I would say people's attitudes cause them to be cynical. 
their outlook on the church causing them to be cynical. I, I, I think it's kind of a chicken and the egg thing. Okay. So I don't think cynicism necessarily destroys your outlook of the church. I think your outlook of the church makes you cynical. So um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's I good. do believe they're related. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure which comes first, though, and I'm not sure one comes first before the other. For instance, um, I was a police officer for a little while. This always comes up. I'm sorry. I always use this as an example. Everybody listening, I'm not a police officer now. I love the police. They're awesome. And uh, black lives matter, but so do police lives. So let's all just get along and stop killing each other. Sound good? Okay. Um, and This so tangent brought to you by elephantview.com. Yeah. <coughs> so I wrote an article on uh, shoutingintothewild.com called Three Ways the Church Can Respond to Black Lives Matter. Check it out. Um, so <coughs> what was I saying? That tangent got me off the railroad tracks. Um, I was talking about... Cynicism. Cynicism. Oh, um and I was going for an for example, and then wow, I really lost where I was going. All right, so I'll go on. <laughs> oh, it'll come back to me. Go ahead yeah. and keep talking. So, um, about what I think. I mean, I agree with you. I think that. Okay, for example, uh, <laughs> police officer. That's what I was going with. That. Um, so police officers are some of the most cynical people I've ever seen in my life. You just needed to give me ten more seconds, okay? <laughs> my brain is not the greatest machine in We're the going entire off world. On tangents, go with your story. You were a police officer. Jeez, Louise. This is a talk show, right? I <laughs> I get half of the talk show to talk, right? So yeah. quit pushing me. You're off the I just want to get us on topic. I we are on topic. <laughs> quit arguing with me. And you know, that's how it is. Okay, so police officers are some of the most cynical people <laughs> in the world. So I see cynicism. So it's not necessarily just caused by the church or it's not caused by Christians. Mm-hmm. So we know that for sure. And so some people in their professions are just naturally more cynical, so they come into the church and they have a cynical attitude. That's what I was going at, chicken the egg. What comes from what? Your okay. turn. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't. No, I wasn't trying to cut you off by any means. I just didn't want you to forget. So I quit. No, you don't. Don't don't lie. So um, well, bye, Ryan. Bye. All right. So today I'm going to talk about um why Ryan is such a cynical person, and I'm just kidding. He's not cynical. Um, about some things, <laughs> and then <laughs> I need to clarify. <laughs> but no. So cynicism. To me, I actually read an article um, in preparation for this, and it actually says that cynicism is a sin when dealing what? with yeah this the whole concept of um, cynicism as sin is that when you start um, when cynicism enters into your life, um, you start um, doubting things. Cynicism is a real problem in today's generation because of um, technology, really. Technology has brought knowledge to the forefront, you know? So everything is about knowledge, and knowledge is power, and everything like this. When you get that idea, so when things start questioning the knowledge, and I put that in air quotes, you can't see, but in the knowledge of of the this generation, it starts put calling into question, like, certain events, um, experiences that um, people have... Um, people start doubting the works of God in that. So that's where they were going is like doubting God, Mm -hmm. um, God's work in this world can lead to sin. How does someone doubt God's work in this world? Can you um, elaborate on that? um, Well, here, let me, I'll pull up a a, a quote um, from uh, Jonathan Parnell. He's a pastor of cities, church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He uh, he said that um, 
but rather than doubt God's active work in the world, we we should doubt every thought that doesn't account for God's active work in the world. So when you start thinking about that way, like most cynics, and I say most cynics in the the term of like me, um, up until recently, um, that whenever someone would bring up um, an amazing experience, I always doubted whether they really, whether they actually experienced that or if this was just a story that they are telling to get attention. Or, hmm. like, I, my thought was never, wow, look, God working. It was always, what are they, wh- what's their angle? You know what I mean? So that's the cynicism. So hmm. then right there, I'm doubt. not only am I doubting God, God's ability to do those works, because uh, my first thought is not, wow, look at what God is doing. It's, wow, I wonder if they're actually experiencing, you know, that that's one of those if things. If it's authentic. Is, if it's authentic. But then I'm also um, wondering, like, what, what what benefit do they have for telling the story type thing? So like that's like my what cynical are they trying mind. to get by saying this story. Yeah, and so that in and of itself is a cynicism that's detrimental. You live in a dark world. <laughs> I do, I do, and this is the sad thing is like I'm I'm actually actively trying um, to um, remove that cyni- those those cynicist cynicist cynical thoughts out of my out of my uh, thought patterns. My brain. Because it really does, in, in my opinion, it does cheapen, uh, not cheapen, it degrades God, the experience that we all mm-hmm. can and should be experiencing from God, right, or with God. I've worked with uh, pastors before, actually my senior pastor, one of the churches I was at, and um, who, some other staff, that like anytime somebody would say, God said to me or God told me, they immediately shut it off. They were like, nah, not interested. And I was like, wait a second. I mean, now realize there are kooky people out there who say, God told me that you are going to hell and all that stuff. But like, we shouldn't automatically shut off those things. Like anytime something would happen, a dream, a vision or something that would happen mm-hmm. and somebody would share that with them, they would be like, well, that's not real. You know what I mean? Like they think it was like just something that guy ate or something like that. And, they'd automatically discount it. And that made me really uncomfortable because if you believe the Bible, that's how God communicates with people a lot yeah. of times. And so if you sit there and say that, you know, um, I think you're discounting God. And, you know, we ask this question a lot. Like you hear about um, these miracles happening in third world countries and stuff like that, missionaries and stuff. So are they lying when they come back here and tell us about the stuff that's happened, I doubt it. Those aren't usually the, the kind of character of people we choose to send right. overseas. Exactly. So, so if that's not a typical kind of personality for that person to lie, then we can assume it's happening. So then when we hear it, why are we always like, mm, maybe they're just dumb and they think that that's what being, you know, healing, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we automatically jump to that conclusion and it's wrong because I think that's why miracles don't happen like that or they don't happen as widespread in America because everybody's so freaking cynical that we'd be like, oh, that's not real. Oh, that's not real. Oh, it's fake. Oh, they're faking it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so I think that's one reason, and I think cynical cynicism is doing that. Yeah, I think, I mean, and we can go and try to get to the root of what cynicism, like what causes cynicism in our world. Um, a lot of people say it's the experience that you had, like the experiences that you've gone through that show patterns, right? right. And um, I, I'm told this all the time when I talk about it, uh, when I talk about, you know, let's let's 
curb cynicism in this area. They they're like I'm one person in in general always says it's like I'm not being cynical. I'm being realistic. I just know that this is I'm how not it being happens. Cynical. I'm a realist. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, sometimes patterns do not occur as prevalently as we or perceive you, or you them are to yeah be. misinterpreting what is a pattern right, you know yeah pattern. yeah so that's the thing is like even me like i struggle with this because i'm like well this is you know unfortunate it's and another thing like whenever you think of um whenever you hear about a pastor or a leader in the church like a of a mega church or something like that that enters yeah. into the news. What is your first thought? Oh, what did they do now? No, did they who did they sleep with? What did they steal? Right, because we have generated these patterns in our head based off of one or two things that have happened. Oh yeah, because interestingly enough, last last week, two weeks ago, Perry Noble stepped down from his church. I don't know if you knew about that. You I know? did not hear about that. No, um, but because in my first thought when I read it, because the article said Perry Noble steps down from leadership of his church, claims he's been disqualified. And I'm thinking, oh, great. He slept with somebody or he's gay or, you know, something, right. something happened. But what happened was he has an alcohol problem and he admitted that he had not. He had not stolen anything. He had not had any sexual problem. Anything like that. It was just it was alcohol. He knew that alcohol was like kind of out of control in his life and he needed to step away for a while. So he got the situation figured out and he could get right in the situation. But I was guilty of that. I yeah. automatically thought he had slept with somebody, you know what I mean? Or him and his secretary ran off something like that. And, um, because of my cynical mind, that's what I did. Right, and so it, when I started, the more research I did and, and the more I stumbled upon these things, it's like, you know, the church, um, and I hate to say this because I say it every time and I feel like I'm beating up on the American church, but... Um, Stephen hates church. First world countries, okay? I'm going to say that. You know, churches in Europe and in America and pretty much anywhere that doesn't have... Um, to rely on God to, you know, unfortunately, as, as bad as that sounds, that's how Americans and Europeans look, view. It's like, why do I need God? I have everything I need. So, right? Okay. Um, and so these countries are, they, they're, they're automatically cynical because why should I, and I'm just going to say it, why should I give money to the church to pay for somebody who does nothing except for stand up on the the pulpit on Sunday mornings. I mean, right. that's the general thought. Mm -hmm. They don't realize that the, you know the Bible actually c calls us to do that. They mm -hmm. don't. They forget that um, cynicism doesn't have a place in the church. And mm -hmm. in, in my opinion, there should you should not be cynical about anything. Um, we should be loving and accepting of all who come into that door. Um, to who wants a relationship with God, right? So we should be able to love and accept them and bring them up into into our ranks and help them learn mm -hmm. the Bible and scriptures and learn the ways, you right. know, of Christianity. And unfortunately, uh, someone walks in the door and our cynical mind is, why are they here? Right. They're wanting a handout, don't they? You know, unfortunately, that's what a lot of Americans do. Um, or um, I know I'm guilty of this. Like when someone comes in and they're new to the church and they're they're very overly like they're very friendly and they're talkative to a lot of people. And, and I'm like, OK, so are they here to um, just build business relations? You know, like stuff mm -hmm. like that. I'm like, 
what is there I'm always thinking about someone's angle and unfortunately that's just how mm. I don't know why and so that's kind of that's w- one of the big reasons why I wanted to talk about cynicism tonight was because it's it's a something I struggle with and mm-hmm. so I'm um and a lot of, and after doing research and everything it's not something that I just struggle with it's what with a lot of people struggle with this is not these aren't like this isn't a topic that I just came up with I mean like it it actually is I was able to I put in uh, cynicism in the church in like 50 articles mm. pop up you know and so like I was able to get a lot of research today and and unfortunately there's no um, there's no known cure for cynicism well I mean th- what category does cynicism fit into I would say it very easily fits in the category of a, a bad heart yeah heart issues we call them heart issues you know um, and we have we have to choose to fight those fleshly heart issues, right? So, like for instance, cynicism is one of them. One of them is um, judgment. It's part of kind of falls in the same area. Mm-hmm. One of them is criticism, those which are, also falls they're into they're all citizen- kind of connected yeah. in that same family. They're they're very they're probably siblings. I would call them not not even cousins. They're more closely related. They're siblings. Yeah, as far as bad attitudes, and so. Um, judgment, criticism, cynicism are all kind of the same circle running together. And um, I regularly have to take, I mean, when I am in church, I have to say, you know, take off my critical hat. Uh, we went to um, life conference for my denomination, the youth conference. And when you see people speaking or you see things done a certain way, you say, well, that wasn't done very well. Or, you know, that could have been right. better. They could have done this better. And <clears throat> At the end of the day, I should be saying, hey, this is awesome. Somebody's here doing this. They took their time to do it. That should be that should be my attitude, not, uh, I, I would have done it. You know I, mean, I mean, this last Sunday, um, we had uh, and at my church, uh, Rich Jackson. He actually has w- been one of our guests. He actually preached this last Sunday, and he, he mentioned, he goes, what is the first thing that you do when you get in the car after that? Do you talk about the worship? Do you talk about um, the the sermon? Do you talk bad about those things? Do you talk, you know, do you praise those things? Or uh, do you talk about, you know, like how somebody in your church needs something done? Like, do you talk about koinonia, right, the Greek term of community? It's like, do you think, how can I help the community? Or the church community, uh, obviously, is what he was talking about. But, I mean, like, that's the thing is, like, do you talk, do you talk about the negative things? Is that what you focus on first? Because that is a criticism slash cynicism. That yeah. we have this consumerism, these isms. I hate these isms. What are up with these is- isms? Legalism. We should just abolish all o- isms. Patriotism. All isms. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all <laughs> prisms. I hate prisms, folks. I'm not prison. Prisms. No. Um. But that's the thing. Is like, do we have a negative, um, negative spew coming out of our mouth, or do we have a positive um, reflection and a more um, accepting right. mindset. So I guess that's what I mean. Think about it like this: um, Paul talks about these pretty clearly, and he talks about um, the fruit of the spirit, right? Yes. And so, what is the fruit of the spirit? Do you know? Him? You always put me on the spot like this. I have to. You were look looking it up too, so. Up, right. I, well, I always mess them up. So, I know it's uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. 
Uh, I always forget one. Uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Okay? Against such things there is no law. So, um, cynicism, does it fit into any of those fruits? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I would say no. <laughs> I would say I'd say cynicism is a lack of self-control, a lack of gentleness, a lack of goodness, a lack of kindness, a lack of patience, a lack of peace, lack of love, and a lack of joy. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say other than uh, faithfulness, not sure how faithfulness fits in there, so we'll leave faithfulness out of Actually, it. Actually, no, I could say it's, it's a lack of faith. You don't believe that That's God true. is doing works, right? So cynicism seems to be the anti-fruit of the Spirit. So um, that being said, <laughs> we are so, and I think we treat things, um, we treat things so lightly. Like people will be like, "Oh, you know, I'm just a cynic. I'm just a cynic. I'm just a cynic." And like, "Oh, okay, that's just his personality. He's a cynic." What we should be like, uh, "Don't be a cynic." No, yeah, it's against the fruit of the spirit. If you're cynical all the time, that means there's not much fruit of the spirit in your life, which means. So, you know, when you start talking it through, you start realizing that, huh, this is a border, this is borderline <coughs> sin, you know, like, I mean, I'm yeah. not going to say that it it's is. It's definitely a, fruit of the flesh. Right. So, and th- that was one of the articles is like, cynicism comes from the flesh side. And, and and then he, I can't even remember the passage, but anything that doesn't come from God, you know. Fruit of the you know fruit of the flesh it's not good and you should be you should <laughs> run away from it type thing you know yeah. it's like wow this is absolutely true why but yet you're right we we just nonchalantly yeah allow people to say well I guess I'm just a cynic and I've heard it come from the pulpit too like I've been in churches not in my my current church but when I was in college I heard right. several pastors say well I guess I I'm just a cynic when it comes to this right and I think it affects. I think it affects our our life a lot, especially our prayer life, because, for instance, uh, for my denomination, the Christian Missionary Alliance, one of our four biggies, Christ, um, Christ as uh, Savior, Sanctifier, Healer, and Coming King. Well, the Healer one is like kind of a hard one because. Um, do we? Do you believe that Christ can heal? Yes, but a cynic says, "But he doesn't really do it very much." You know what I mean? Like, uh, they they constantly um, are looking for that. Like, well, he can do that, but he doesn't really do that that much, and that causes um, your prayer life to change. So, let's say somebody comes forward at church, and you're a pastor, and you're kind of cynical about healing. Um, what do you do when they say, I need prayer for healing, I have cancer? You know, and they pray, They want to pray that the cancer gets removed. Well, you know, we have these, and I get kind of frustrated, because in prayer we have these kind of stipulations we put on, on prayer. Like, we'll pray like, Lord, in Jesus, we'll do the whole in Jesus' name thing. In Jesus' name, heal this person, bind their sickness, by your stripes we are healed. If it's your will for them, heal them. We throw in the if it's your will. Like, yeah. we lack the faith to say in faith, Lord, heal them. We believe they will be healed. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's why people say, well, all you have to have is faith as a mustard seed. 
Well, that's true, but your cynicism negates your mustard seed faith. Yeah. So, um, well, because most cynicism um, derives from not believing. Yeah, unbelief. Yeah, not believing something can what happen. Right, or believing something negative is going to happen no yeah. matter what. Um, it, it's a negative twist on it. And so you bring that cynicism into churches. You bring that cynicism into prayer time. Like, how, what is your personal prayer life like if you're a cynic? Like, are you like, okay, <laughs> you have this, you, like let's say you have a, a list of people you pray for. Like, Jesus, pray for Bob that he'd be saved, even though he'll probably never be saved. Because <laughs> that, you know, like, <laughs> that's true. That's what I'm saying. Oh, like, yeah. Like, he'll probably never be saved. But anyways, pray that he'll be saved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is that the attitude that you pray? Like, No, you should be fervently believing that it could happen. That it will happen. Yeah. That God will do it because he's a God of Even promise. that, just what I just said. Yeah. Even that is a cynicism that it yeah. could happen. No, it it will happen. You yeah. should be praying that it will happen. Yes. Um, because God can do all things. That's right. And so, uh, or like, let's say you're sitting there praying like, um, God, you know, I'm not sure. We don't have enough money to make it to the end of the month. God, fill in the gaps, Lord. Uh, I believe that you can You can do it if you want to. Um, yeah. we. But I'll, we, pro- I'll probably need to just go get another job. We qualify. Right. Our prayers. Right. It's like, well, I know you can do it if you want to. No, God God doesn't work that way. And I even grew up kind of like uh, with the mentality of like prayer, like um, God will provide by giving you the ability to go get a job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that like even that's kind of cynical. Like um, I, I you're not really trusting that God's going to provide. You know what I mean? You you're saying you're going to trust your own work to go out and, and do it. Yeah. So it's I'm gonna pull on Jonathan Parnell again because I he brought out a, a blog post that I like it was like three or four pages long but yep. I but I read it he th- he said the the first uh, you know the thing that we can how do we can counteract cynicism is first we have to admit that cynicism is a bad thing cynicism is a problem fundamentally because cynicism is sin this is where this is where I get cynicism is sin because. He quotes Romans fourteen twenty three. It says, "Whatever doesn't proceed from faith is sin." So, and cynicism is that demeanor where faith can't exist. So, you know how we were saying, like, I don't know how faith fits into cynicism. Well, if you have cynicism, you don't have faith, unfortunately, you, because we, as we've just just in our conversation here, we've talked it out, saying that, you know, cynicism. We always when 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 someone is cynical when they're praying, they're praying. They always qualify. Well, I believe you can do it if you want to. You know. Yeah. And it's like it's like Lord heal this person, if it's your will. Yeah. You know, it's like that's qualifying everything. Right. So that way, and and people I know why people have done it. They've done it so that they don't, they don't. It doesn't come back on them. Well, like we prayed for this and God didn't do it, so He must not. You know that's. Yeah. We gotta stop thinking that way. It's right. not that at all. But it is the fear, though. Yeah, that is the fear. And it does happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, people do come back and say, "Well, we prayed about it, and he didn't do this, so your God doesn't exist because, and if he does exist, he's bad." And the question then for me to them would be, "When we prayed, did you believe he would heal him, or did you doubt?" Yeah. Because it's not just the faith of one; it has to be the faith of the body. Exactly. Somebody can be healed, and if one person doubts, that that mustard seed 
is gone. You know what I mean? Yes. Now, now the trouble here is uh, kind of a tangent. I don't ever want to get to where um, healing is based on what we do, that we have to believe it, and that if people who aren't healed um, physically in this side of the, the world, um, on this side of heaven, that they didn't have enough faith, and that's why it didn't work. Um, sometimes God's healing is death on this earth, you know, and sometimes yeah. that's his healing. But until that happens, we pray for full healing and exactly. faith. Exactly. It goes back into the, it means that we have to turn the tables, right, on cynicism. Right. We have to counteract that cynicism, just like um, the quote that I said earlier from Parnell, which is that rather than doubt God's active work in the world, we doubt every thought that doesn't account for God's work, his mm. active work in the world. Hmm. So, you know, we should flip the, we should flip, we should have cynicism about cynicism, right? Yeah. It's like when you have that cynical thought, question, why do you have that cynical thought? Right. It's like, you know, and then you start, you yeah. start being intrinsic about it, you know, like intro why thinking. Do I, intro why do I doubt that God will do this? Oh, because I saw X, Y, Z happen and they weren't healed. And so then now I doubt that. Well, is that right? You know what I mean? Right. Was that God not following through or was that, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. right. And unfortunately this is the thing. This has always, this has always been my issue. Um, and a lot of people that I've, you know, been friends with their issue is we don't know God's will. And that's the bad, that's not the bad thing, but I mean like that's the thing that we know holds our cynicism in place is we don't know the overall story, the specific will for the individual. Yeah. We know God's overall will. Well, yeah, God but I'm safe a little that. But we but don't we don't know every we don't know why God does it this way because our will would have a person be healed instantaneously right. and free from that oppression. Right. But sometimes God says, "No, they no, I need them to do this so they can do this." And look down in the line yeah. and say, "Time, you know, 20 years from now they're going to have a story that they can they're going to talk to somebody or they're going to die but their children or their neighbors are going to witness how they deal with it in faith and then that's going to change their lives and their next generation you know what I mean that's exactly we don't know the big story like you said and also it's about developing um, a theology of suffering because mm -hmm. that's one thing in America other thing we don't understand is a theology of suffering. We come to church and it's like, oh yeah, it's great. I'm Jesus. Everything I got Jesus. Everything's fixed. Whereas in other countries, they actually say, raise your hand if you suffered for Jesus this week, were persecuted or something like that, and they stand up and they give them a round of applause and they they are excited. You know what I mean? Like I suffered yeah. for Jesus. That's that's a reward to be able to choose to be suffer yeah. to suffer. I for consider Christ. it pure joy. Yeah, right? it's that's. I mean, it <laughs> that's clearly stated in the Bible. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I agree. We don't. We you but know, instead Americans take that and they say, "Oh, God doesn't. God doesn't pull through." I'm a cynic now. He's not right. Real. And I'm rich. This past Sunday said something similar to that. Like, it's like um, there are people who are there. There are these Christians who say, "Well, I couldn't be struggling with anything. If I'm struggling with something, then I'm not. A, I'm not a good Christian." Right. You know. Unfortunately, that's that's a bad way to think about it because yeah. we. If you're struggling with something, that proves that you are human and you need God. Right. Right? If you don't struggle with anything, then maybe you're not. Right. That's <laughs> my, pas my pastor said that this week. Uh, Scott, he said, 
um, somebody actually told him in our church um, that he shouldn't show so much weakness from the pulpit because he shares openly the thing, health struggles he's been going through and stuff like that. And I'm like, what? Yeah. No, what? That, those are good things. <laughs> what Bible do you read, dude? Yeah. My And my weakness, he is stronger. His grace is sufficient for me, you know, like things yeah. like that. It, but you know what? Maybe that's the cynic. Maybe that's even cynic cynicism. Like, yeah. well, don't show your weakness because then everybody's going to think, you know, you're not strong and Jesus isn't doing his work. And so they might get cynical. Maybe that's a fear of cynicism that we, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, you don't realize until you start researching and talking about it, how much the church is run by cynicism. Either, either reacting to cynicism or reacting from cynicism or proactively yeah. trying to stop cynicism. stop cynicism like when we like like you said when you pray if it's your will you know what i mean yeah like, no no so like i really start thinking to myself maybe it's not maybe we're not too far off when we say that cynicism is a sin or can lead directly to oh sin. i would definitely say it will lead directly to sin I'm not sure cynicism necessarily is a sin, but it is definitely um, a precursor for bad attitudes, bad hearts, and all sorts of gaps placed between you and God, for sure. Yeah. And at its core, like I think you said, um, I think it's a doubt issue. Yeah. You doubt what God says, and so you are cynical about it. You doubt what the church says, and so you're cynical about it. You doubt um, that things will go the way they're supposed to go because you have seen quote unquote things happen and it makes you cynical. Yeah. Um, however, what you don't understand is that maybe the way you saw things wasn't correct. You know? Yeah. Cause you, with a cynical mind, you don't think of, um, the possibility possibility that you might be wrong. Because right. patterns have been formed. And the more cynical experience. you become, the more cynical you see things. So the big, you know, I mean, you see it from a cynic's angle, like, oh, well, I knew that was going to happen because. So then you're looking for that to happen. Yes. And so any sort of cl- slight and deviation. I think cynicism is a very, it's very thin line to judgment, right? Judging, right? right? Um, and not just, especially if you're cynical about people. Right. You're ve- That's a very thin line. It's like, oh, you know, when you start thinking, it's like, well, I bet that person's this way. Because my, you know, my cynic mind says, "Well, any per- every person that I've interacted with, a person that's like this is mm. like this," you know. Right. And then you're like, "Oh, I," d- you don't realize, but you just judged that person. Right. In a negative way. I'm not saying like, right. You know, like we have this discussion about judging and everything, yeah. but there are there are ways to judge people and oh say, yeah. "Hey, you're not meeting up to the standard," and that's when you actually verbally go to that person and you say, "Hey, as a brother." In Christ, you're not meeting what you stated. Yeah. Right. For but then there, but there's the part where you actually sit in there and you're like, oh, I bet he's not a Christian, and yeah. then do nothing about it. Yeah. You just sit back and and watch it, and then watch, and then and then because in and your then head you're like, I'm fall, gonna watch him burn. Yeah. When they do fall, you're like, yeah, saw that coming. <laughs> right. This is terrible. We should not. This is I. When you start thinking about it, I'm. I just can't get over it, like. I don't see how cynicism is good at all. Yeah, and the more we talk about it, the more I can see how I'm guilty of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how I have those thought patterns, and maybe I don't take it to the extreme for the examples that we give, but I definitely walk down those roads. Yeah. You know what I mean, my thought process? Yeah, I mean, obviously I don't go down to the extreme mode, but I mean, like, that's, 
I see the in me. I'm like, oh, why did I think that for you know? And here lately, mm-hmm. I've been thinking, wow, wow, <laughs> I need to I need to watch my my Man. my internal mouth. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I wonder how much of um, cynicism is uh, the enemy's kind of play thing as far as spiritual warfare too. Yeah, because we haven't really even talked about that, but like. If the enemy can make us cynical about everything that God does, he is made He's us winning. Made us ba- basically unbelievers. Yeah, you know we, we are basically functionally functioning non-believers. You know we are. What, how, what would you call it? functioning non-believer Christians? <laughs> yeah, know? I don't. And that 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 in and of itself is an oxymoron. And but Satan's probably putting a point on his scoreboard. There's a book written about that called. Uh, like Christian atheist or I forget what it's called, but it's something along those lines of a Christian atheist or something like that. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. You have to look it up. It's on Amazon. If you type it in, I'm sure it'll pop up. But, um, so, but I think it talks about that, how we basically are, um, functionally atheists, but we call ourselves believers in God. Um, and, and maybe that's one of those things. Maybe this unbelief that we have, this, um, this struggle, we call it that we automatically say, well, that's not real or that they're not doing that. You're right. Yeah. Like we always doubt. Like that's the first thing that we do when someone praises the Lord or says, you know what? Jesus has been doing something in my life and it's amazing. And we go, really? Is he? Yeah. I, yeah. It makes me wonder though too, because cause some of the examples we see, like, you know the the TV evangelists and all that stuff, people being slain in the spirit and stuff like that. And then you hear people talk about being slain in the spirit, and you're like, I just don't know. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, so that doesn't help. I, I think you know I got in a conversation with uh, a family member not too long ago, and um, they were talking about healing and believing in healing and all that stuff, which I fully do believe in healing, um, but um, that was more of the prosperity gospel kind of healing message, and so mm. which. I, then you got that kind of stuff. So there See, is there is examples for cynic that th- those are the things that cause people to be cynical, right? I, and I I I don't think that Christians we should not be cynical about that, but we should know what's good teaching and preaching and what's bad teaching and preaching, right? Right. So being cynical is not necessarily a good thing in any in- instance, but being uh, practical and saying, all right, I know that the prosperity gospel is not something that I should be deal- doing. Right. Or following, I'm gonna follow the actual gospel, and so uh, that's one of those things. I don't view that as like looking at that negatively as cynicism. It's that's not right, you know. It's right. not cyn- that's not cynical. That's not a cynical thought saying something's not right. It's you know thinking about something that is right and saying I don't know about that. You know, it's that doubt. And well, there's the clock tower. It's time for our closing thoughts. Stephen? All right. So, you go first? Yes, I'll go first. Um, so after my research uh, this week, I have uh, come to the understanding that cynicism has no place within the construct of a Christian's life. Um, it places doubt when faith should take precedence. Um, when allowed even a little bit of room, a cynical thought will take a relationship one a relationship one has with a lost soul, a brother, sister in Christ, the world, the church, yes, even God Almighty, and you become, and it starts to become un- 
to unravel it at the seams. Um, cynicism is a disease that needs to be exterminated from the psyche of the Christian fellowship. If this doesn't occur, I fear that we may enter into redundancy and uselessness. Um, that whole idea that Ryan said here of the um, non-believing believer, you know, that, that idea of redundancy. Unfortunately, we may already be seeing these effects within the current state of the universal church. Um, and because of these findings, the, these cynicisms that I have discovered on myself, I want... I. I feel like I have to apologize to our listeners and to Ryan and to anybody um, in general, but I want to apologize for my cynicism towards the American church in general, right? Um, I realize that my view has been tainted with a cynical eye towards the American church, and I mean, I'm t to be completely honest, I say things about the American church because of my cynicism, and I say it in a, I put it in a way to make um, the criticism more palatable, but really, it is just a negative connotation, a negative view towards the American church. And I, I do intend and I will view the American church better because the church, regardless of where it is locationally, the church is made up of people um, that are striving towards God or mm -hmm. should be striving towards God, right? And so um, I need to stop being so critical of the American church and of the church in general, and be more um, loving and accepting of what they're striving to be, mm -hmm. and you know, help instead of just pointing out a negative thing. Let's right. find a solution for it. And so, um, I do apologize for any of my former th thoughts and uh, criticisms, um, though they may have been in love. I, I, I do feel like I could say things more lovingly and mean them and try to find a solution rather than just point out the criticism. We absolve you from your sins. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, Father, thank you, Son, Father. Holy Spirit, <laughs> yeah. amen. Thank you, Father Ryan. Jeez. <laughs> 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 yeah. so, but um, th those are my closing thoughts. Um, so, I, again, I, I don't believe that cynicism has a place in the church at all. And so, um, but you can find me on stoneswillcry.com, elephantpew.com, on Instagram, Facebook, and um, Twitter. St uh, I'm on Instagram at stoneswillcry. Twitter, I'm at stevenww, and Facebook, I'm at stevenw. Okay. Okay, uh, my closing thought real quick. I, after this topic, I'm left with more questions than thoughts, I think, or answers. I feel another episode coming up. Um, I, I've now started thinking about movements within the church that I believe might have been spurred on entirely by cynicism. <laughs> um, the big one I'm thinking about is cessationism, which believes that um, the gifts of tongues and prophecy and the the, the weird gifts, um, the other ones ended with the apostles. They were the last people, so they don't exist anymore today. And I'm wondering if that comes out of cynical spirit from people misusing those gifts or using them for their own gain, truly, and then mm. people are saying, seeing that from the rest of their lives as they, everything was like that from then on, mm. from that cynical mind created a whole theology. Yeah, thinking about how much cynicism is a tool of the enemy to get our attitudes against the things that we're supposed to love, which are God and His working in in this world and our lives. So I challenge our listeners to begin to think about that, the way they see cynicism, the way they see the world, and to start maybe, instead of having cynicism, 
I would say the opposite of cynicism would be what we would call benefit of the doubt. All right? Mm. So start giving situations the benefit of the doubt. If a person hasn't given you the reason, that person hasn't given you a reason to not believe them, then believe them, you know, um, and and try and work a lot harder at believing in what God can do, even if it seems out there, than we work at disbelieving what God is doing in the world through the report of believers. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Sorry. I have one person who agrees with me. So, <laughs> Stephen. So, uh, you can find me at uh, shoutingintothewild.com, Ryan at shoutingintothewild, or Ryan at elephantpew.com. Um, those would be the best place to get a hold of me. Um, and uh, you can also find this show on uh, Spreaker.com, Blueberry.com, and most importantly, you can find us on iTunes. If you go there and look at podcasts, rate and subscribe. You can rate and review and subscribe and do all that stuff. Um, and then if you do a review on there, we'll uh, put your name in a poem live on the air or on the air, the recording on the air. Okay, so um, that's all I got today. Steven, what about you? Uh, That's all I have today. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so glad that you made us a part of your day. Um, We we really do have the best listeners, and thank you so much. Um, If you have any questions, feel free to email us at steven at elephantpew.com or ryan at elephantpew.com. Thank you so much. Have a blessed week. I'm Stephen Witten. I'm Ryan Ramsey. God bless.